In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. This great feast of of Pentecost is meant to be one that is encouraging. It's meant to be one that is exciting and inspiring for us because the Feast of Pentecost, of course, which is depicted in the icon up here on my right side, to always do that. Uh, The icon there depicts the coming of the Holy Spirit in the form of tongues of fire. And this moment was the fulfillment of so much that Christ had promised throughout his ministry. He told them, when I go, I will send to you the Comforter. I will send to you the Spirit of Truth who proceeds from the Father, and he will lead you into all truth. And the disciples remembered that when they encountered the risen Christ. And they remembered that when they heard his words and walked with him and listened to him while he taught them in those 40 days after the resurrection. And they remembered that when before he ascended into heaven, he told them, stay in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. And so they were thirsting for the coming of the Holy Spirit. They were so desirous of it that they couldn't wait for it to come. They were thirsting for the Holy Spirit and for the Comforter. They were thirsting for the giver of life to come and abide in them and to lead them into all truth. They didn't care about anything else. They were thirsting for the Spirit. And I use that word thirst thirsting particularly because it's that scriptural word that means a very strong desire and it's something that we can all really relate to Uh, I remember that I think the thirstiest I've ever been or that somebody close to me has ever been I went to uh, Alaska in the summer after my freshman year of, of college with my roommate and we went to visit my brother and we went on this four day canoe trip and in four days 11 lakes we went across 11 lakes and down 17 miles of a river it was great but while we were out there we had to drink from our water bottles that would of course we had to fill up in the lake and put those little tablets in to try to kill all the little stuff that that's in there and although it's dead when there's you get a bug in your water bottle by filling it up in the lake it's still there And so my roommate in particular did not want to drink any of that water. And so for four days, I think he only drank enough to be able to survive. And when we were going, getting to the very end, we were winding through this river with all the the folks in our group that we were canoeing with. And we finally got to that straightaway where it was going to be to the very end. And we saw the end where the people were going to be picking us up. And he said, all right, Phil, let's go. And we just started to go as fast as we could so that we could get to the end so that we could get something else to drink besides the bug water. (laughs) He was extraordinarily thirsty and he was willing to do anything to go all out, even though he was probably almost dehydrated, just to get what he wanted. That's the thirsty that we're talking about here today, where the disciples were thirsty. And Christ says in the gospel this morning to the disciples who are thirsty for the Holy Spirit and to us who are thirsty for the Holy Spirit, I will give you to him who thirsts, I will give him this fountain of living water. 
He who thirsts, he says, let him come to me and drink. And we hear that same thing in the book of Revelation that we studied this past Wednesday, that he who thirsts, he will give freely of the fountain of life. And it's that thirsting, that really strong desire above anything else that we need for the Holy Spirit to be able to come upon us. The Holy Spirit has been poured forth upon us, but we need to thirst for it. And of course, the place that we look to find out what it means to really thirst and do whatever it takes is the cross of Christ. One of the last things that Christ said on the cross before he says, it is finished, and he gives up the Spirit, right before that he said two words, I thirst. Now I have no doubt that he was physically thirsty at that moment. He had been hanging on the cross for quite some time by the time he said that. But as with all of the words of Christ, he meant something even more profound, even more deep. Because just as he quoted from the Psalms, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He was probably looking at all of those Psalms that say, talk about thirsting for God. And in fact, we read two of them this morning and we read them every morning during the matin service. Psalm 142 says that my soul thirsts. I spread forth my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you as a waterless land. Hear me speedily, O Lord. And so as I've told you before to go home and read a psalm, go home today and read Psalm 142 and read about the thirsting of our soul for the Lord. And I think that that's what our Lord had in mind when he screamed out, I thirst, I thirst for the kingdom of heaven. I thirst, looking perhaps at his mother and at the disciple that he loved there, I thirst for you. I thirst for you to be able to come with me into the kingdom of heaven. He thirsted for nothing else but the kingdom of God and he was willing to die for it. That's the kind of thirst that we need to have for the coming of the Holy Spirit. It has been poured forth on us. We have the Holy Spirit. Thirst for it so that it can abide in you. Thirst for it so that it can live and dwell in you. Thirst for it so that it will be the power of the Spirit that enlivens you and helps you throughout your life and not your own power and your own strength, which is fleeting and which will fail. And so perhaps as we face our own crosses, we can, just like Christ, scream out, I thirst! as a reminder that we thirst for the kingdom of heaven. And perhaps as we are are tempted and thirsting after something that we really shouldn't be thirsting after, we can look instead and say, I thirst, and remind ourselves that I shouldn't be thirsting for this thing, I should be thirsting for the kingdom of heaven. Because the Holy Spirit has been given to us It is up to us to thirst for it, to desire it, and to do everything that we can, no matter how weak that we feel, to acquire the Holy Spirit, which is really the goal of our life. So on this great feast of Pentecost, where we see the Holy Spirit descending upon the disciples, know that the Holy Spirit descends upon all of us as well. And he will dwell within us. He will abide with us. He will give us life everlasting when we thirst for it. And when we thirst, we come to Christ and we we drink. And so may we, from this moment, 
to our last moment, say with all of our might with Christ as we bear our own cross, I thirst. I thirst for the kingdom of heaven. I thirst for life everlasting. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.